Good morning. It's Wednesday, December 28th. It is a day after D-Day for me. <laughs> I have close to um, 150, 140, somewhere in that neighborhood alerts on my phone from Fidelity. Because I went through my, um, my uh, tax loss harvesting, and here is what I did yesterday and what I didn't do and the reasons I didn't do it. And I want to tell you guys, I am 52. A lot of you are not as old as I am. A lot of you guys are younger. Um, I have sold some things that I bought in 2010. In 2010, I was what, 30? Um, no, I was 40. I was 40. Uh, so that's, you know, 10, 12 years ago. Uh, that's how long I held and, and sold for profits. Uh, I just posted in the YouTube chat a masterclass video on uh, how to invest in 2023. Um, I couldn't do it any better. So honestly, go watch his video. I will post it up on my Twitter. I will put it up on uh, on Instagram. I will put it in the private Facebook chat. I will post it as a post on YouTube. Um, go and watch it. It, it. it is really, really good. But again, I'm older. I've got enough um, long-term gains that some of these uh, losses that I have um, and all of the losses that I'm going to tell you about are um, long-term losses. Remember, there's, there's tax advantages to long-term and short-term. Your short-term, you can only write off against short-term. Your long-term, you have to write off against long-term. So uh, get your own tax ad professional, get your own tax advice. Your own situation might differ from mine. Um, but here's what I sold. I sold American Eagle Outfitters, AEO. I sold ARC F. Uh, I sold ARC G. I sold ARC K. <clears throat> I sold ARC W. I sold BABA. I sold DraftKings. I sold ETHE, which unfortunately I held for a long period. I did not mean to hold that for a long period, but I did, as well as GBTC. Those are stocks you trade. These are similar. They are decaying assets. You don't want to hold on to those, those ETFs. Those crypto ETFs are trades. If you want to own crypto, you go and own crypto. Um, we've talked about this before. Uh, I sold Meta. I sold Palantir. PLTR. I sold Proterra, PTRA, which is a SPAC that I got into, which lost money. Uh, and I sold Teradyne. I sold out of my entire position in all of those stocks. Uh, I didn't do it all at once. I did it throughout the day. Um, I needed to get out before the end of the year. It was basically a flash sale. Think of uh, when um, you know stores put things on clearance. That's essentially what I did. Um, I had a significant six-figure loss in all of those stocks. Um, not six figures all in one, but six figures, um, you know, when you put them together. Um, what I didn't sell, what I didn't sell was AMD uh, because it's short-term. I bought it in February of this year. What I didn't sell was CrowdStrike. I bought that in August. It was short-term. Uh, those are, I've, I have dollar cost averaged into those um, with some additional buys. The dollars are not down. Uh, those are two stocks that I do want to get out to, but I didn't have enough short-term gains to write off short-term losses. So I'm going to hold those. 
And the reason I'm going to hold those is, while I think they're going to continue to go down, I just am at the point where eh, if I lose a little bit more, I lose a little bit, little bit more. But from a tax advantage, I don't mind holding those um, for long term because if they are down at the end of that next year, I'll just continue to write those down. Now, here's what I sold for gains. And they were big gains because I came out, well, well we're in mid six figures uh, for those losses. I'm in mid six gains for these. And these are very, very few. Um, I sold Coke. And the reason I sold Coke, I'm going to bring up the chart. Uh, it's close to its 52-week high. And I have held that one for a very long time. You just had a MACD cross up yesterday. It's 63.93. Uh, I sold it at about 64, I believe, is the price that I sold it at. Um, when you look at Finviz and you go over to Coke, uh, Coke's 52-week high is 67, so you're only 4% off that. I think it's going to pass that 52-week high. But you know what? Look at the chart. I don't mind selling out of this one. The chart is fantastic. It's above the 200-day. Um, if we do wind up in the next you know, month or so, uh, I can buy in again. If it comes down to the 200-day, at 60. I don't mind buying in. I took the profits to write it off because remember... I took those six-figure losses. So now I have to sell my gains in order to not pay taxes. In my uh, term, that is a 15 to 20% gain because I don't pay the taxes. Uh, yeah, I lost money. But this is what tax loss harvesting is all about. Uh, I also sold Microsoft and probably shouldn't have sold Microsoft. But because I sold it for a gain, I can get right back in. There is this gap down here between 225 and 234, which has not been filled. You're on the bottom side of the, the nine day. Um, probably doesn't make sense to sell it. But look, you just got out with a 7% gain just a few days ago. I probably should have sold it up at 250. But from the, the amount that I sold, the difference between 236 and 250, eh, I can buy it back down here, I think, at 227 at some point in time. So I don't mind selling it. Uh, Exxon. Exxon's another one. Look at this chart. You've just got a monster. Yes, you're above the nine day. Yes, you just had a, a MACD cross up at 107. I sold it at 110. Um, but when you look at uh, Exxon, um, your 52 week high is 114. So you're only 3% down. That's the reason I took my profits. I did not sell out of Exxon. I did not sell out of Microsoft. I sold portions of those. Uh, I sold portions of Coke. I did not sell out completely. This was to fill uh, basically the tax loss harvest. I did sell out of my complete lot of Tesla. You guys know in July, I sold half my lot. I sold the rest of it. Um, it's not done going down. Uh, yesterday, it was an options um, uh, mega volume on uh, Tesla. And I just, I, I just, Honest to God, I think we're going down to that 80 to 100. Um, and I can buy back in. I took a profit. I didn't take a loss. So I can always buy back in. I'm not limited to... The, if I, the, the ones that I took a loss on, I'm limited to buying back in for 30 days. I can't take the tax write-off uh, and buy back in um, for 30 days. So I'm limited to that. The ones that I took the gains on, I can, I'm free to buy back in. So Tesla, I decided to sell out of. The other one that I sold out of was a rather small position, five, five figures for me, 
Um, but it was a 50% gain. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It was 200% gain. Um, is Ruth Chris. I bought this right around uh, the, the COVID time. Um, and if we go back, I'll look. Um, we're going to look at a weekly chart. Um, I'm going to bring it back to uh, where it was. I bought it $5. Yeah, 300%. I'm sorry. Um, I sold it 15 So, you know, 15 and change. Uh, so though that was my day yesterday. And when doing all of that, you have to analyze things. You have to make your pick. You have to put in all the orders. And like I said, I didn't do this all at once. I did it throughout the day. It was a big, big job. Um, I have done the calculations. Uh, I am looking at balancing things out. I, I remember that I live a different lifestyle than most. I try and limit my income. Uh, I try and limit my tax liabilities. Um, some people would say, hey, just make as much money as you can. Don't worry about the taxes. Eh, you know, I, I, I like gaming the system. It's a game for me. Um, so I, I, I'm looking at 0% uh, long-term capital gains and pulling out as much money as I can to live on because I do have other sources of income like the, the MLS job, the Miss America job, um, all of those kind of contract jobs that I do. Um, and there's some other income that I have from dividends and things of that sort. So uh, I do lo do live a different lifestyle. There are some that I, I have to raise more cash. So I'm done selling the losers, um, but I do have to raise more cash. And it's in the five-figure range, um, the higher five-figure range. And I wanted to bring up some of the ones that I'm thinking about selling because I will be traveling. After this, I am going um, back to Atlanta after I record this podcast. Um, so I will probably set these up on auto. But one of the ones that I'm looking at selling is Abbott Labs. And it's not because Abbott Labs um, has done anything wrong. It's just close to its high. I've held this one for quite a while. Um, it's coming up on its ex-dividend date, January 12th. It's got a decent dividend um, at 1.88. But am I going to hold on for a you know a 025 percent dividend? Probably not. Um, it's got the its earnings coming up, and you can see what it did after its earnings last time. It kind of dropped down, but it's made its way back. It's above the 200 day. This is one I'm probably going to get rid of. Another one that I'm probably going to get rid of or trim my position is J and J. This one has had just a great great run this year. Um, if we look at J and J year to date. Um, they're up 3% year to date. Uh, it, it trades in between 170 and 180 um, on a regular basis. So I can always buy back in. I just need to take some profits in order to not pay taxes this year on. So, so say, for instance, I don't get out of J&J &J, um, and I have a, a, a space of $5,000 um, that I wouldn't have paid taxes on this year, but I take it out next year. And then all of a sudden next year, I have to pay taxes on it. Well, that's a 15, 20% loss on that because I paid taxes this year. I need, I just don't want to pay taxes. So I'm looking at these other high ones. Another one that I'm looking at um, selling and buying back in at a lower rate is Pepsi. Again, just taking profits. It's run. It's got this uh, um, ascending triangle. It's above its 200 day. Um, you've had three buys in the last couple of weeks on this one. Uh, it's kind of capitulating. I, I think I can put it in and maybe in, you know, in the new year, I'll just buy it again. Uh, XLK uh, is one. 
this is one that's on its downside. I've got a big position in this one. Uh, if I need money, I'm going to sell it because I do think that this one trades between 120 and 130 uh, in the new year. I just don't think it's going to be a crazy one. Um, and here's the other one. And this is the tough one for me uh, because you guys know Apple. Uh, it's not in a good place to sell right now. It really is not. But because I can take the tax gain and buy it back, yes, my average price goes up um, because I'm buying it. My average price right now is $5. So if I were to sell, say, one share of this, I would have, and it's selling at $130, I would have a $125 gain. Um, that's 0% in taxes uh, as long as I manage my tax loss harvest correctly. So what I want you guys to think about a lot of the younger folks in here is um, watch the video that I pinned that I will post later and understand that when you have these, these events in your life and you have the ability to optimize your taxes, that's what you want to do. I made basically a spreadsheet of all of my income. I put in the tax brackets that are there that I want to hit. Um, and I basically managed this thing's perfectly. Um, so you, you really want to make sure that you're optimizing not only your trading and your strategy on, on trading skills, but your taxes. Because again, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm going to pound this in everybody's heads. Taxes is a gain. If you optimize your taxes, that's just like making a great trade. Um, so I, that's my, uh, my story, um, as far as the tax loss harvesting. Again, I'm going to be probably putting it in and then getting on the road. So I won't be able to watch it, but I've got it automated through Fidelity. Um, and I'm, I'm basing a lot of these sales on TrendSpider. So, uh, you know, you, you guys saw, I, I looked at the TrendSpider four-hour chart. I, I don't buy and sell without TrendSpider. Uh, Long-term, short-term, whatever. So um, James and Tom had a good Facebook discussion yesterday about CHRD and energy. Let me look. Uh, James wanted me to look at this one. Tom wrote in the, the Facebook group. If you want to read about it, I think it's got a huge dividend. Let me see. Um, CHRD. It's an energy company. Uh, it's got a 3.63% dividend. It's up 31% year to date. Uh, it's oil and gas. You can read all about it on Finviz if you want from a chart perspective. We had an algorithm buy at 136.57. You're trading at 138. It's kind of hovering around that 200-day. You can see it's just trying to break above that 200-day. I'll expand this up for you guys so you can see. Um, the 200-day right there, uh, it is at 142. And it tried to make a move yesterday morning, but it didn't. Yesterday afternoon, it was a little bit down from where it was in the morning. Uh, it's hugging close to that nine day. The nine days positive, and it's on the positive end of the nine day. From a MACD perspective, you can see it's it's clearly uh, on the rise, kind of getting to that volume kind of oscillator line. Uh, it was down here at one thirty six. It's moved up pretty drastically for the one for uh, just a smaller move from one thirty six to one thirty eight. But you can see long term, uh, it's kind of got this capitulation right around that 200 day. Um, let's take a look at the daily so we can see. Yeah, see the daily? It's just under that 200 day. The 50 day is turning slightly negative. 
Um, I would be slightly concerned about a death cross there uh, on the way down. You really don't have anything kind of quote unquote bringing it up. Um, you are uh, at sixteen percent below your two hundred de- your fifty uh, two week high. You are fifty percent above your fifty two week low, and the trading range is between ninety one and one sixty four. So you still have room to get up to that 164, which was back here in June, which was the high of oil. So we're, we're right now in a situation where oil is going down because China's not really in lockdown, but they're, they're in the midst of just absolute hell. Um, so you had this go down to its 90-day. You know, again, you're probably playing this for the dividend, I would think. Um, but you can read more about it in the Facebook group from Tommy did a great job in, in analyzing that one, uh, and that's there for you. The other one James wanted me to look at is NRG. Take a look at NRG. I don't even know what it is. Uh, it's NRG. Should have known. Uh, 3229 is the algorithm buy-in right there. And you do have a nice MACD move. You're trading at 3224, so you're slightly down. This one has less confirmation. Um, you do have a... Sorry, the dogs had to go out. You do have this gap up here, and it's below the 200-day between 37 and 40. Um, I'd like it to go there. The, the issue really is, um, let's see what the monkeys think about this one. There are no analyst recommendations. Uh, insiders are selling. In fact, they just sold um, at the end of the year for $140. And you're trading just below that. So, did they say? See, oh no, this is that's. I gotta put in NRG. Let's see. Uh, NRG is you're thirty two percent below your fifty two week high uh, of forty seven. You are five percent above your fifty two week low. Uh, there was an upgrade from Bank of America with no price target. The latest price target was December 9th, but those are all downgrades. Um, and 37 is the price target and you're trading at 32. Those monkeys typically are way above where you want to trade at. Um, I don't think it's a bad one. I see in the Bollinger, but see this Bollinger band dip down and how tight the Bollinger bands are. The question is, where are you going? And that's the $500,000 question. It's not giving me a big signal. I'd probably wait for this one. Um, and I'd miss the first you know, two, three percent, but you need candles above that nine day to make that move. So um, that's a that's a good one. Uh, let's look at one that I know a couple of people are in REI. Um, it's got a confirmation. Uh, again, remember when I said, hey, find that confirmation. It's up above, up above the nine day. What worries me a little bit about this one is that big uh, MACD move up to the oscillator right there. And when you get to the oscillator, it's got to have some pretty good upward movement like this one um, from about 271 to about 330. Um, And I think you're going to see that. The issue you're going to have is that 200 day at 279. So I don't want you to get greedy on this one. I want you to basically, you know, watch this one very carefully. Uh, There, we were looking at this one in Active Trader Pro right before on YouTube. It's got an 18% short. Um, so you could be looking at a short squeeze, 
Read up on Finviz about this one. The issue is not necessarily, this is a trade. This is not an energy, hey, I'm going to buy it like Occidental Petroleum, like Buffett. Um, this is one that where there's significant debt in this company, and that's why it's got almost 20% short interest. So read up on that one. Um, let's see. I am going to go over our scans, uh, and I'm going to go over these things quickly because I'm going to make this one a very short episode. Uh, a couple of the Vanguard um, got some cross-ups. VWO at 39.37. It's kind of hugging on that that 200-day. Remember, this is an emerging markets, um, so it includes China. It would include some other emerging markets, but I, I do think that that emerging markets are probably going to be hurting um, in the new year. Uh, this just got out of a buy, 36.04. You're trading at 39. The algorithm loses you 21%. Buying and holding loses you 22%. This is not one that you necessarily trade. This is one that you want to buy for a long term. If I wanted to look at a long term of this one and I just go to the weekly, you're in a dip. Honestly, you're in one of these dips. This dip, last dip that you're seeing, that was COVID. So you could be coming out of this, but VWO is one. VXUS, I don't even know which one this is. This is obviously a total international stock ETF. So it's a total international 5202. You're just above that, that 200 day. I'd probably like this one under the 200-day, to be honest with you, for a long-term buy. Um, but let's take a look at the daily, since, you know, again, you don't want to trade this one. You really want to buy it and just hold it. You're right below the 200-day. I don't think it's anything that you're, you're doing wrong. October, it was down at 40, um, 46. You're at 52 right now. Your 200-day is trading at about 53. Eh, it's an okay buy. You know, again, you're at the end of the year. Um, sectors, XLB, which is materials. I was just looking at Freeport McNamara, um, McNaram, whatever it is. 78.58 is the buy. You do have a, a little gap here around 80. Um, nothing crazy. Again, this is just something that you want to look at. If you're looking at materials, um, you know, some of the materials company, take a look at the sectors actually in an upward trend. And, and I would say, yes, it is. You can clearly see we just got out of a 13% gain on this one. Um, and if you look at a daily on this, um, you're just kind of using that 200 day as a support level. You know, you don't have a gap above it. Um, you don't have a gap below it, but you're using it pretty good support. Uh, as far as the single companies, UPS had a cross up and we had a cross up at 176.95. Anything under 200 on this one, I think you're fine. Honestly, this is a long-term play. The algorithm makes you 18% versus 6% buy and hold. Um, you're in 28 times. You win 40% of the time. Your average win is 5%. This is one you just buy and hold. Um, McDonald's, which is flying high. If you guys didn't know, McDonald's is actually doing really, really well. 266 is the buy-in. You just got out of a loss on this one that got you in at 272, but you do have this, this gap down here, which worries me a little bit between 262 and 261, but honestly, McDonald's is the long-term buy. I don't think that you trade this one. Um, the algorithm makes you 19%. 
Buying and holding makes you 26%. Your average win is only 4%. It's not a great trading strategy. This is one that you buy and hold. I think you get it closer to 260, but again, 266 to 265 years from now, you're not even going to notice that. Realty income, which I believe has a huge dividend. Let me just look at the dividend real quick. Yeah, 5.65%. Uh, um, it is expensive. The PE is four, 59. The forward PE is 46. Year to date, it's down 10%. But you've had your dividend to kind of live on to. Um, $64.11 is the buy-in. Uh, so I brought that one up just because the dividend. The credit cards, Visa, MasterCard, their spending was up. So obviously, they're going to be in an upward trend. 206.29. I like the pivot on this one. Anything under 200, you buy it. Anything over 200, you kind of eat to take your profits or you just hold it. You just, I mean, honest to God, take a look at this, um, you know, weekly chart. Um, it's just hugging that 200 day and it's still in an upward trajectory, but you just hold it. You, you know, there's, there's no reason not to. Um, uh, the other one that kind of came in on this one is MasterCard MA. Um, it's kind of the same thing. You have this gap down here, but it's kind of hovering around the, the 200 day. I don't think it's a super attractive price. Just crossed up. Um, another one that's been high flying that is a little bit crazy is Starbucks. Um, I got my dad out of this one, I think in the seventies back here, bad move, real bad move, um, bad trade, but he got, and here's, this is what I can tell you guys. This is what's interesting. So I got him out, and it was a bad trade at 74. But he got into a um, an ETF that is up even you know more, like 15% or so, um, because with his dividend. So I, I think he actually wound up making money um, from that trade. But it wasn't like he took the money out and just sat there. He had a plan. He followed his plan. He actually did better. He can buy back into Starbucks. I think you want Starbucks closer to the 200 day at $90 though. I think 99 is probably a little bit expensive on this one, um, but uh, it had a cross up. There's an American Electric Power, AEP. I know I've brought this one up before. We just got off a 10% gain on this one. 96.29 is the buy-in. Um, you can see that quick move down in that MACD right there. And the RSI is kind of in no man's land at 54. I don't know that this is a great buy, but it kind of interested me because yesterday we had Duke Energy, today American Electric Power. Um, you could see utilities moving up. December 19th, Bank of America downgraded them with a $98 price target. So be careful. I don't know that this is a great price because it's covering right here on the 200-day. That 85 that was so far away from the 200-day, I think that was a great price. Um you know, see how closely it hugs that 200 day on the four hour chart. If we go to the, 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 um, the daily, you can clearly see it just lost. I mean, there's probably a news news, uh, reel on this one, but they came out with their earnings. They came out with their dividend. Everything seems fine. Um, you've got this one only up to a hundred. So you could get a four or 5% move in this one if you buy it here. Um, but again, the $97 price target from the monkeys. So uh, that is everything that I had to go over. Uh, Brittany Bitch wants me to go over CTRA. Uh, is this Cotera? Um, yeah, Cotera Energy. Uh, CTRA, you had a buy-in here at 24.56. You're trading at 25.59. Uh, 
Um, you do have a gap up there. Um, this gap up to do at about 30. Um, but I have a feeling that this is one that, well, it's 5.2 on the, uh, it's got a 9% dividend. When is the dividend X date? You got earnings coming up. They just paid their dividend. I think you could hold on to this for 30. It doesn't have huge confirmation right now. Um, if I look at this, uh, just where it, let me move this back. Um, it's above the nine day and those Bollinger Bands right here, see how they cinched up right there? They're kind of moving up. I would say you've got it probably to 28 at least, if not covering this 30. Um, but uh, let's see what they what some of the news articles say and what the monkeys say. Downgraded, truest, uh, $26 price target. Citigroup, um, downgraded to a 23. I'd be careful. I mean, these are just November and December. They know a hell of a lot more than me. Um, yeah, implied volatility. Look at the Zach. Zach's usually doesn't give you great things. Um, Wall Street Journal, fracking company uh, featured in Gasland faces criminal pollution charges. Dude, read the news on this one. Um, but you do have confirmation. So from a chart perspective, I think you, you, you're, you're doing well. From a news perspective, you're one headline away from this being back at 20. Just kind of my thoughts. Okay, with that, I am done. I am packing up. I am heading back to Atlanta. Uh, there will be no podcast tomorrow. If you did make it this far, give me five stars because I need it because I just wrote off uh, six-figure losses. Um, I have six-figure gains, so I came out even, but I did lose a lot of money. So hit the five stars, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Tune to uh, YouTube Live every morning. I'm on YouTube Live. We've got a great community. The Facebook Live group, go to the link tree. You can join the Facebook Live group. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Um, hit me up on the socials. And if you have any stocks that you want me to look at, just write to me. I I'm happy to do it. Um, 2023, again, watch that video that I put in. Uh, I think we're going to have a good year. I do think... My prediction for 2023, and I've been saying this for a couple of months, if we're going to be in a trading range, this is not going to be a huge bull run. This is not going to be a huge bear run. I think you're going to trade uh, on volatility, which makes it open for UVIXI, for SVIXI, for uh, some of the natural gas plays, some of the oil plays. I think oil will be, I, I think energy will continue to be a huge, huge winner uh, next year. Uh, Exxon, Chevron, Oxy. I don't think you can go wrong with those. It, and that's why I didn't sell out of my Exxon. I only took half of it off the table. Um, I'm playing with house money now. I had 100% gain. I was at 40. I think it, my average purchase was like 38 or something. I sold it yesterday for $110. So um, I, I'm playing with house money. I took enough off the table that even if it goes to zero, I, I've made money. You know, so... Uh, I will probably buy back in, by the way, uh, just because energy, I, I think energy is will still go. I think you have options in the uh, in the energy market. I think you take some some high dividend players uh, like Devon, uh, like CHRD, like Tom said, um, some of those uh, MPLX, which pays a great dividend. I think you take some of those and I think you back it up with some of them that don't pay a dividend, but put it back into the, uh, the, the, the business like Chevron, um, like Exxon, they got a decent dividend. They're, they're just not handing it out at 
So any questions, hit me up. Thanks, you guys, for listening. Talk to you Friday.